Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to the DolphinsTalk.com Podcast Network. Hey, this is Mike with the Fin Fans Podcast. Each week we come to you, we bring you our opinions on what's going on within the Dolphins organization. Uh, we uh, shoot straight, we, we don't BS anyone, and uh, here we go. Hey, and it's another podcast. With me this evening is Louis Ragoni. Hello, Dolphins. Well, Lou, they started hitting each other today. How about that? First time and the last time? Before games, <laughs> that, Is that that may, there may be one more. <laughs> there may be one more. Yeah, yeah. one more contact uh, practice. Unbelievable. Yeah. I spoke to you, Green, earlier tonight, right, Mike? I don't know how many Dolphin fans are old enough to remember him as a player, but um, we were talking, and um, I, I asked him if he had missed Shula's <laughs> two days, <laughs> two a days. You know, his two a day practices. And he was shit. He goes, that was nothing. Are you kidding me? He goes, I, you know, my whole college career, we busted humps, you know, uh-huh. like that. He said, that didn't mean a damn thing to me. He said, the guys nowadays, pfft, he says, what a joke. He says, just an absolute joke. It, it's amazing what they do out there. So yeah. anyway, it, you know, it, it, is, com- it really is. I mean, I mean, compared to what they did, I mean, yep. we don't know what they're doing behind the scenes. I didn't mean to cut you off, but. What were you going to say? Well, no, I mean they—they they really have. They—they've—it's powder puff now. I mean, you know, uh, compared to the way it used to be. Exactly, but, uh, yeah, and that's the point. I mean, he's not necessarily saying they don't do anything, but right. compared to what they used to do, it's—it's—it's it's, it's a complete fiasco. Absolute. Well, complete I can tell fiasco. you, Shula would have twenty-one padded practices in a week. Yes, if, <laughs> yeah. and, and he would have done twenty-one more. If he was able to do it, right. you know, if, if there was right. enough time in the week, <laughs> he would have had them doing four a day. Yeah. You know, he didn't care, you know, and, no. uh, you know, that's why the team was so disciplined and, yeah. and the team was always game ready. You know, you never saw them really get embarrassed at any point. You know, they always were in football games and, um, you know, he refused to get embarrassed on the field and, you know, that's practice makes perfect. You know, that's the oldest expression in the book. And it, it there's a lot of truth to that. Yeah. And we're still getting guys injured. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, that God almighty. Uh, Mike, I can't even be, I don't even know what's going on in sports anymore. I mean, I don't want to get sidetracked here, but baseball, it's, it's incredible how many soft tissue injuries they have had over the course of this year. It's yep. insane. Yeah. It's insane. I mean, yeah. and these guys supposedly, you know, work out every day in the weight room, blah, blah, blah. And there's guys constantly hurt, constantly yeah. hurt. Devontae Parker can tell you about that, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, him and Williams are both yep. down, right? Yep. Um, what's Williams's injury? Now, he, he uh, Williams is, is out for uh, COVID. COVID. That's what I thought. 
Yep. Uh, t- the tight ends, Ethan Carter, Mike Kosicki, and Adam Sheehan are also on the COVID list. So you've got four, you know, four uh, skill players uh, on the COVID list, along with Godsey, their coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fun way to start the uh, the camp, right? Yep. Let's start a week behind. You know, and the tight ends are so important or going to be so important in our offense as far as I'm concerned because um, you know, you've got a lot of threats on the outside right now with Fuller and uh, Waddle and, and Parker when he's healthy. Right. Boy, oh, boy, you're, you're going to have the middle of that field wide open for the taking. I mean, you're going to have a lot of man-to-man coverage across the board, you know, whether we have one tight end or double tight ends on the field. You know, that's a nice matchup for us, and um, I think that, you know, we have to exploit that. And I think Tua, you know, as long as he studies and does, you know, what he needs to do, is you know, he has to understand that that those matchups are going to be there. And, um, you know, boy, I'll tell you, you know, Kosicki could just have a monster year this year. In, in, He's not offense. shy about going over the middle, so I don't think that's going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we just got to go down the field middle – Mike, more than eight to ten yards. Right, that's, of that's, course. That's what we have to do. We have to. I'm talking about getting the ball down the field, down the middle, like right over that line. Look, I don't know if there's any truth to it, but the word is that he wasn't allowed to. You know, that he just wasn't allowed to throw deep. Yeah, well, you know, I wasn't allowed to sneak out at night to go meet <laughs> girls, Mike, but I did it. Right. Yep. 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 <laughs> uh, we won't go there. Um, they, they brought in some, uh, tight ends to, uh, cover for the guys who were out for the, uh, COVID and that's, uh, uh, Sal Canella, right. Caleb Jackson and Gabe Holmes. Now Gabe Holmes has some experience uh, in the league in, I guess, 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't think he was <laughs> in the league the last couple of years to my knowledge. Right. Not positive about that, but, uh. These, these are guys that are bottom of the roster guys, obviously. Yeah, I think they're just filling a need right now to have tight ends on the field um, in formations. And, you know, they just need those type of guys to go through the motions, you know, to, to practice with, obviously. Yep. You know, unless they want to stick a guy like Jesse Davis out there at tight end <laughs> or Wilkins, right? There you go. Christian there, Wilkins. Yeah, he'll yeah. do it. He'll do it. Right, exactly. So. DJ Fluker was waived injured, uh, so they uh, had to come to some sort of settlement with him. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know that's that's most of the ma- you know the major news from this week. But uh, as far as the practices themselves, uh, two has been lighting it up, which is great, right? I mean, that's what we want. You know, we don't want to hear about four or five interception days. We want to hear about him. Well, you know what? He ha- he had that. You know, his first day, and ever right. since then, he's been pretty clean. Yep. So. so that's what we want. We definitely want it. You know, I mean, you know, Mike, I'll tell you what bothers me, right? I mean, you know, with, with fans and, you know, I've seen posts here and there. I haven't been on a lot because I've been traveling quite a bit over the summer. But when I am on the Facebook page, you know, I hear the comments about Igbenogamy and, um, you know, some of the other younger guys and, you know, just them not getting the same sort of treatment that Tua does, right? So, right. you know, you sit there and you talk about, well, this Tua, that Tua, he's young. It's, you know, he's got to grow. He's got, but they don't give the same sort of, um, 
Yeah, they, they don't. They don't give the other guys that same opportunity. People as what don't I'm have patience at. for development. They want. They want them coming in ready to be Pro Bowlers. No, but I'm saying it's selective patience, Mike. With yep. Tua, they're fine. Okay, not everybody. Well, you know, some people, you know, that I I know read, this guy named Lewis. Yeah. Oh, I don't have patience for anybody, <laughs> no, Mike. It's across you know. the board. I mean, you know, now in the end, listen, your career is five years, right? At av- and What's right. the average NFL career? Three it's and probably a half closer years? to four, yeah. Three and a half, four years, uh-huh. right? I, you know, two years is half of your career, right? So, <laughs> you know, on average. So, well, if, you know, if your first round picks are only playing for four years, you probably didn't pick the right guy. And that's happened quite a bit in our history. So that's why my patient, especially of late, that's why my patience is very thin. You know, I mean, you know, being a Dolphin fan now for the last 20 some odd years has not been an easy thing, you know, for any of us. And, um, you know, there's a lot of frustration, you know, that's involved in that. So, you know, when I when I get impatient and, you know, I bash guys for a while, it's simply because, you know, it's just a matter of frustration. That's all it boils down to. It's not that I, you know, I don't want to see the guy succeed. You know, anybody who puts on our uniform, I want them to excel. Um, but, you know, my patience is, is, uh, is not there anymore. It just hasn't been. But I am talking about the fan that will give – to a a free pass a free pass but yet any of the other guys you know they want to just harp on you know like well you know this and that he shouldn't have been picked for okay so but you know give the guy an opportunity i mean i know you know we talked about this a little bit before we before we came on uh basically i know that needham is playing in play you t- yeah told me that Needham is right. playing in place of um Igbenogany. I know in place of X-Man um instead of right. our, our number one draft right. pick and um you know that's a little concerning you know at this point you kind of want him to maybe be a little bit farther along but Needham is still the guy that will replace him at this point so you know, you start to question, you know, the draft well, you know, picks. But you but have it, to understand that, he, you know, he's only played corner for three years, if that. Yes. And he's 21 years old. So, yes, exactly. you know, they, they took this kid and they said, you know what, this kid's an athlete and we can make something of him. So that's a, that's a project pick. You right. Know, that, that was a luxury when you have three first round picks. Well, there's, now, yeah. Jackson, the, the tackle, that's not a luxury. That's a guy you needed to come in and, and perform right away. Right. And With, he's the guy we got to see step it up. I, I'm not overly concerned with Iggy, okay? I think that eventually he'll come around. It's concerning right now because, you know, Needham, who struggled quite a bit down the stretch, uh-huh. is is ahead of him, uh, you know, on the um, depth chart. And hopefully things change a little bit. I mean, you want him out there. You want a number one draft pick out there you know okay x-man can't play you know we drafted this guy in the first round that's who you that's who you want to see out there because you regardless of the luxury or not mike he was the number one draft pick period i mean there were other guys that had a lot of talent and a good year that could have been selected well I, i think he should be out there too because you want him getting those reps and improving he's not going to improve you know standing on the sidelines right 
the, the bottom go ahead. training camp is a time, you know, to me, of course. you know, it's a time to play him and let him, let him, uh, you know, go through some challenges and, and mishaps and whatnot, you know? Right. So, but obviously they feel yeah that he's not up to he, it. He shouldn't be ahead and need him. And that's, right. that's where we're at right now. Um, you know, we also talked about, uh, Wilkins, right. You know, in regard to him, you know, we've talked where, about Wilkins a lot where he, uh, where he was with the second team. And, um, you know, they had, what, Davis, Seiler, and um, Agba right. playing with the first team, and Wilkins was basically playing with second team. I mean, that's a little, you know, that that's a little concerning as well, you know, because, again, you know, you want to hear positive things, like you're hearing out of Tua, like you're hearing out of Jakeem Grant and Albert Wilson. McKinney. McKinney. Right. I mean, that's what you want to hear. I don't care if it's a week in the camp. You want to hear positives. You don't want to hear about guys that are high draft picks that are playing behind guys that, you know, I mean, Sealer, we talked about this as well, you know, is a guy that they picked up off the scrap heap, basically. He was waived and we picked him up. And this guy is now, you know, basically in our rotation and one of our better defensive linemen as far as I'm concerned. I know you loved him from day one. Yep. Yep, he's he's you know he's he's making a name for himself. He gets tackles behind the line of scrimmage. He holds his ground. He's he's played well. Hopefully, it continues. Yep, absolutely. Well, I mean, so far so good with him. You know, he came on uh, not last year, late the season prior, and he made some plays. And last year, he was you know he was he was there. He made his presence felt. There's yep. no question about that. So, well, you're you know you're talking about high draft picks. You want to see perform, and uh, you know they went out and they signed Skura at center, and he's not the guy starting. It's Michael Dieter. Right. Yeah. There there's some surprises in week one. You know, I mean, there was a lot of interesting news across that line. I know you talked about. Um, I've talked about Dieter. You know, it's a surprise to us. Um, I would have never expected that in a million years. But, um, you know, who knows? I mean, maybe all last season, Mike, the guy was busting hump to learn that center position. And he's he's at a place where they're comfortable with him. And yeah, can't hide at center. We're going to know soon enough. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. So it, it'll be fun um, to see what what transpires there. Go ahead. Yeah, well, to fill out the rest of the line, you know, at, at right guard, they have Robert Hunt, uh, who I thought they'd probably move inside. Uh, yep. Left guard, you've got Eichenberg. Right, which is another somewhat, which, of, somewhat yeah, but, of a surprise. Right, we didn't expect that. And uh, at tackle, you've got Austin Jackson on the left and uh, Jesse Davis on the right. Yes. I mean, you know, which is, you know, we kind of somewhat expected uh, Davis you know, to, to possibly well, we, be yeah, there. We figured it was him or Eichenberg. Right. I, I thought for sure Hunt would be the right, you know, I was hoping right. that he would be the right tackle. And, you know, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's hard to figure out where those guys are going to be best. I mean, I know we, you know, we went different ways and, you know, right now it looks like, you know, you were right on that in regard to Hunt uh, being that right guard at that right guard position, but Eichenberg, you know, coming in and basically, you know, winning that, you know, right now, at least he's number one on the depth chart at that left guard position is very interesting because he was a tackle last year in college, wasn't he? Yep. He has played guard before though. Right. So, I mean, it's, it's any, I think he played the right side of the line last year. didn't uh, he? I believe so. Yeah. So, I mean, it's interesting. 
Um, but again, you know, there, there's a lot of depth there and there's a lot of competition. And, you know, we talked about this, you know, all of us were on, you know, somewhat similar pages, but different pages to some extent as well in regard to who the five guys were going to be. Right. And, you know, the good news is, is that, you know, there's, there's competition there and the five best are going to be the five guys on the field. It's that simple. Well, and, wait, uh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, well, they, they they waived uh, you know DJ Fluker, right? Which who, means that go ahead. Who they had you know they had brought in, so uh, you know they lost a little bit of their you know veteran depth, right? So um, you hope these guys pan, you know pan out where they are. Well, Austin Jackson looks like he uh, he's bulked up a little bit from what so? I saw him. Yeah, yeah. I thought so. I mean, he seems like he's growing into a man there, you know, and he did it pretty quickly. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. I mean, you know, he may come out and really have a good, good year too. I mean, Mike, the bottom line is, is that they've used a lot of, you know, a lot of draft picks on, on these guys on this offensive line. I yes, mean, you go have. across it and, you know, between Hunt and Kinley and Dieter and, and Jackson and, uh, Eichenberg. I mean, you know, all those guys were pretty high draft picks. You know, they, they were all selected in the top three rounds, right? Yep. Every single guy across the board. Kinley was a fourth-round pick. Everybody Other else, than Kinley, I think. right. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody else was third or higher. So, yeah, I mean, you know, they, they've – I'm not sure where Davis was drafted, to be honest with you. Well, I didn't mention him. Okay. I didn't even throw him in the mix. So, um, you know, I was talking – Austin Jackson, first round, right? Eichenberg, this yep. past, this past yep. draft, right? What, where was yep. he, second or third round? I think second. Okay. And then you've got Dieter. They traded up to get him. Dieter. Who, Dieter, who third round, I think. Third rounder, right. And Hunt. Yep. Those are the guys I was referring to. And then, of yep. course, Kinley, who was a fourth round pick. Um, so, I mean, it's it's interesting. You know, they, they've put a lot of guys out there. And, um, you know, we'll see what develops. Yep, and if they're going to have a running game, these guys have to have to come through. And, uh, you know, Tua's going to need a running game. He's, he's not going to be able to drop back 45 times a game and uh, uh, stay, you know, effective, I don't believe. Agreed. He's going to have to. You know, he's going to – they're going to have to – you know, they're going to have to have a balanced offense. In order – you know, the play That's action – That's how I see it. Yep. Play action is so important. You know, I mean, the threat of a running game is so important. Um when you look at our team on paper, right, you know, what stand what stands out? It, it's our receiving core between our tight ends, which is pretty, you know, they're all they're all pretty solid football players. It to me, the the receiver position is rounding out to be competitive and deep. I mean, you know, you can you can go five, six yeah, deep. Yep, agree. And and I don't think it's gonna hurt you. If I mean, they're healthy. You know, if they're healthy. If they're all healthy, you got you know, you, you go from Fuller to Waddell to Devontae, Preston Williams, Albert Wilson, Grant. I mean, you know, you're talking about six six guys there. I mean, Grant is just an afterthought, you know, but those first five or six guys there are just, you know, they're all pretty good football players. So, I mean, it's a nice core if they stay healthy, like you mentioned. Yep, that's that's the key. Uh, you know, if they can put, you know, four of those guys out there, they'll be okay if they, if they need to. 
Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see how they decide to challenge defenses. I really can't wait until the season starts just to see, you know, what the offense is going to look like. Yeah, I mean, right? That's the big question, Mark. You know, the what what is the offense going to look like? You've got all these tight ends. You've got all these receivers. You know, which way are they going to go? Are they going to go kind of heavy and, and try and run the ball, or are they going to spread the field and, and throw it all over the place? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, who knows? It'll probably be, you know, a week-to-week situation, Mike, to where the offense, you know, listen, we've got to see more out of the offense. And how they get it done, I don't care. We just need to see, you know, points on the board and possession of the football for a little bit and not putting our defense in the position it was a lot last year. I mean, you know, some of those games, Mike, I mean, it was brutal. You know, the defense just had to – constantly go out there and and keep us in football games and you know they have to be more balanced this year there's no question about it and i i truly believe they they will be more balanced i think two is going to improve i think the offense as a whole the offensive line is going to improve and well you know if it's true lewis that he wasn't allowed to throw deep you automatically know the team is going to improve because he will have that you know luxury and uh, they won't have to work as hard. I mean, they've got some speed burners on the outside that that should be generating some points. Right. Absolutely. Well, they, they Mike, they've got all types of uh, receivers. Right. You know, right. it's not only the deep threats. It's you know, it's the slot guys. You know, the guys like Albert Wilson. Right. And and you know Waddell, who I don't know where they're going to line him up. They can line him up basically yeah. anywhere. She'll be seeing a lot of those wide receiver screens that you love. Oh, yeah, I love those. Absolutely. I, you know what I love, Mike? I love the slant over the middle where yes. it's a man, it's man-to-man coverage, and the guy is just a guy like an Albert Wilson or even a Waddell just takes the ball five yards off the line of scrimmage, and you got you know the nickel corner yep. trailing him, and he's gone yep. 15, 20 yards down the field. I mean, th- there's nothing wrong with a play like that. Well, the if, only problem with a play like that is it's easily intercepted if they know it's coming. So you've you've got to pick your spots with it. Well, all I can tell you is this, is that if I'm looking at the Dolphins' offense right now, right, and it's week one, we're playing New England, right? Yeah. And I'm Belichick. I'm looking at what their threats are, and I'm looking at the receiver position, and I'm like, man, we're going to have to – we're going to have to line up man to man across the board and maybe play too deep, right? Or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we may have, if they have three receivers on the field, obviously the Patriots are going to have to be in a nickel package. So the question becomes what do we do as an offense? And, you know, the bottom line is, is that def- defenses are going to allow us to run the football as far as I'm concerned. They're not going to allow us to get the ball down the field to our guys. They're going to try to take that away from us. Don't you think that's what the team is banking on? Because they did not make a sincere effort to find a running back, you know? So, I mean, I think they they feel like they've addressed the running game through the wide receiver position. Right. And so, with that being said, it's – it's totally up to our offensive line to make some holes for the running backs to allow us to get in decent position. And then secondly, play action. Two has got to make plays down the field. Yeah. You know, that's it. You know, the offensive line, the big question marks this year, 
Um, I think, you know, the, the skill positions, I think Gaskins will be fine. You know, he's not going to be, it's not going to be OJ. Well, I shouldn't even say it's not going to be, uh, a Barry Sanders back there. How's that? Right. Let's, let's use Barry Sanders. It's not going to be Barry Sanders back there, but he can do a lot of good things in the offense. So what are the big question marks? The offense. I call him a poor man's Tony Nathan. Right. Offensive line and Tua. Those are the big question marks yep. on the offense, and yep. those are the guys that are going to make or break us on the offensive side. I think that the receivers are all capable, and I think that they'll all produce as long as uh, the offensive line and Tua do their job. One of the uh, group members um, wanted me to make an announcement that uh, he's got – six tickets for next Saturday's practice. And uh, you have to have tickets to get in. And if anybody would like those tickets that's going, that would like to go, uh, just uh, reach me, Michael Fink, on Facebook or Oh Mikey Boy at uh, Twitter. Oh Mikey Boy. Right. So uh, first person to reach me and uh, ask for them gets them. Oh, boy, you're going to have the phone ringing right in the middle of recording here, Mike. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I got you, didn't I? No. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, you didn't. Yeah, okay. I thought I thought I had you thinking there for I thought you seconds. were going nuts. Uh, oh, okay. That's yeah. what you had me thinking. Yeah, so. Because uh, you're, you're not the most technical savvy person I know, so. Yes, yeah, so you got that right. Boy, you hit that right on the button. That's for sure. So what are you going to say? No, no, no. I mean, that's awesome. I mean, you know, to go down to the practices, I mean, I used to go a lot. We did. When I had to tell, we did years ago, but, you know, even when they went over to uh, Davey, the practices were fun there to go, you know, to go watch. We would go to at least one or two. I haven't gone in years because things just changed quite a bit. Um, you got older. <laughs> well, it, not so much that it just became a real hassle. You know I mean? That's what back, happens when you get older. It's more of a hassle. <laughs> back in the day, we, um, you know, it was just simple. You know, you yep. went down there, you watched yep. practice, you'd sat in the bleachers, you know, called it a day. And the roads weren't as congested. There wasn't as many people, you know, I just, you can go on and on. It was different. Yep. yep. Different So where time. is the practice, Mike, on Saturday? Well, it's, uh, right next to the stadium. Okay, so it's at the practice facility because yeah. I know they used to do practices. Um, they used to have one at the stadium. You know, they used to have some sort of scrimmage or whatever right, at least right. once before, you yep. know, once during the preseason. Yep. They had that inner squad scrimmage. Right, to where they opened it up. And it was usually yep. early in camp, I thought, wasn't it? Um, you know, I don't remember exactly don't when remember they did either. it. Uh, it was. I'm thinking it was before the preseason games because that was kind of their dress rehearsal before the uh, preseason games, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, those were fun, and, you know, occasionally they'd scrimmage. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but we saw the Saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we went out and saw the Saints uh, scrimmage them, and, and those were fun times. And uh, I know they're, they're going to have a couple of scrimmages this year, too, I guess against Atlanta and Chicago, but they won't be uh, here. They'll be in Atlanta and Chicago. <laughs> So <laughs> you you got my memory jogged a little bit there, right? So I remember they used to have an autograph day. Yeah, right? f- family day. Mm-hmm. Family, that's what they called it, family yeah. day. And I'll never forget seeing these big guys 
sitting in those little, little school, school right? desk <laughs> desks. chairs where they had like the little seat and then they had that little extension with like the little wooden thing and people would line up at whatever player you know they wanted an autograph of and these big humongous offensive and defensive linemen <laughs> were sitting in these little desks signing autographs yeah, yeah. on it oh yeah, that was fantastic they're, they're just you'd sit an eight-year-old at you know yeah exactly <laughs> uh, they pulled them out of one of the classrooms and yeah. saying it, it was just so i mean god mike nowadays you'd never see anything that even resembles something like that it's just, no no oh god you just the, don't have you don't have the access that we had when we were younger Ah, the good old days, yeah. boy, the good old days. I'll Players have to used to walk past you to get to their cars at the Orange Bowl, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, it was great. I remember yeah. going down to a ton of um, uh, Saturday walkthroughs when Marino and Duper and Clayton were there, and I used to watch Marino throw passes behind his back, okay? Yeah, yeah. Be, f- with a flick, with a flick of there's the wrist. A, there's a video out of him throwing one behind his back like 40 yards to the end zone. Oh, oh, my God. He used to throw. It was so funny to watch because he would just, I mean, he would, be, and he would do it pretty much all the time. He would throw it behind his back like, it, I mean, it seemed like he was throwing it 100 miles an hour and he would hit like Duper or Clayton or one of the guys, you know, just from throwing a ball, flicking it behind his back. It was just fantastic. Yeah, I want to see Mahomes do that. <laughs> yeah, he probably would be the only guy that, you know, would, that might would, be able to. That might be able to do something like that. Him and Aaron Rodgers, probably. Rodgers is, you know, a little bit crazy like that, too. But, I mean, they, you know, those, those days, I mean, you know, it's it's sad because Dolphin fans, you know, even the people that live down here will never experience the stuff that we did. You know, we were very fortunate because yeah. it was a different time and, you know, the NFL wasn't what it is now. You know, it was more like, I, I hate to say this, but, you know, baseball was, you know, was, was big. You know, football was still trailing it, you know, as right. far as, um, right. you know, the uh, popularity. The popularity, you know, over the years, obviously, you know, that's changed quite a bit. I mean, football is now the big thing, you know, so. Well, I think that changed in the 80s. Yes. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, right around when Marino and all those type of guys came into the league, you know, things started changing quite a bit. But prior to that, you know, it was always, you know, they were second fiddle to baseball. Yeah. Yep. You know, so. Anyway, and they used to have the award banquets, which I used to go to when I could. Uh, you know, I sat with Mark Duper once at the table. I, I sat with Paul Warfield once at the table, and those mm-hmm. those are great times. A lot of fun. Yep, yep. Uh, I don't know if they still do that or not. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I um, think they stopped it, Mike. They they the last couple of years, um, they had a breakfast, and right, that, that's not did, the same. Not the same. They had yeah. they and they didn't even have the whole team there. They had a couple of alumni, right? And then they would have the rookies there. But the dinner that you were talking about, the whole team was there. It was yes. just it was phenomenal. And they had alumni, and they had uh, you know because they wanted to, they wanted somebody at every at every table. Yes. So you know you had probably uh, you know sixty seventy members of the Dolphins in one way, shape, or form, you know, either yep. a coach or an older player or, you know, a current player. 
walking around. You were able yeah. to take pictures. And, yeah. yeah, that, that was great. That was stuff. a lot of fun because, you know, they'd sign anything you wanted, you know, and it was just, it was really cool. It was a really a cool event. I, you know, I miss that. That I miss because that was just a lot of fun because, yep. you know, you actually got to talk to the players, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, you got to listen to them talk to other people, you know, because the stories are great, you know, and that, that's a lot of fun. Absolutely. You're, you know, you're, you're living that. You're still hearing stories. But, uh, you know, for a guy like me, that was my opportunity to hear them. <laughs> yes. So a lot of fun. Absolutely. So, Lewis, uh, we, we, we've got uh, still, I guess, 11 days before our first preseason game. What do you want to see between now and then? Um, I don't want to see anything, Mike. I want to maybe hear, you know, what's going on. Um, I, you know, Mike, listen, here, here's the thing, you know, you hear a lot, right? You know, there's a lot of talk about Grant and, um, Wilson and Tua. These guys are playing extremely well in practice and that's fantastic, you know, but you know, when the game starts, you know, in between now and then, you know, I want them prepare, you know, preparing themselves for what they're going to go up against. And once the practices start and the games start, you know, we, we want to see them crisp, right, on both yes. sides of the football. Uh, we want to see them, you know, we want to see guys making plays and say, okay, there you go. You did your job. Get off the field. Stay healthy, you know, through the, through the preseason and call it a day. Um, you know, we don't want to see a lot of what we saw in the second half of last year. We definitely don't, we definitely don't want to see what we saw in the last game of last season. I mean, we ended on a very, that may have been Mike, you know, taking away the first couple of games that Flores coached for us. I mean, yep. that may have been the worst game that we have played under coach Flores. I would agree with um, that past those couple that yeah, was not that. a good game they looked absolutely horrible on both sides of the football and uh you know they looked like a you know one of the worst teams in the nfl and we went out on a sour note last year and um, well you know they you get know, to we start were, against the patriots and then the bills so they get to make up for it yes absolutely i mean they, they have to you know, they have to come out and they have to smack the Patriots right in the face. You know, you don't want that team getting an early win on us. You know, we want to smack them. You know, it's time for us to say, hey, you know, we're now the team that you have to worry about. You know, you guys got the best of us and you're in the Super Bowls. But now, you know, it's our time. You know, we've had all all these, all this young blood in there. You know, they have to do what they need to do. To me, that's a must-win game. Yep. Absolutely. That's a must-win game because you're probably not going to win up in Buffalo. So that, to me, is a must-win game. And then you go to Buffalo and you give it your best shot. Exactly. You got it. You got to beat New England. You have to beat them. You have to come out and beat them. I mean, I know they have a ton of veteran football players that they signed, and you know they're a different offense altogether. But you got to go out there and you've got to smack them in the face. You got to you got to make Newton make mistakes in week 1. Yep. You um, got to impose your will. Exactly. You had a horrible le- year last year. I mean, listen, we know what he is now, okay? There's no excuse for not being able to defend that guy. He doesn't pass the ball that well down the field. We know that, you know, he bases his game strictly on Well, they're you know, saying he wasn't healthy last year. I don't know if there's truth to that, but that's what you hear. Yeah, well, you know, he was healthy enough to be on the field and he yep. was he- healthy enough to throw the ball 
very poorly. You know, now again, you know, they have different personnel. So, you know, and, and Belichick's had a year to work with him. So yep. all of those are going to be factors, but we, it doesn't matter. You know, we have to do what we need to do, you know, period. We know what Cam Newton is. He's been in the league forever. You should know how to defend him. You've seen enough film on the guy. Um, New England doesn't have that same luxury. They they have what they saw of Tua in the second half of last year, and we, they saw a bad Tua. So they don't know what his capabilities are really fully, right? They don't know. It's kind of like, well, you know what? We really don't know what he is quite yet. You know, we don't know what this Dolphin team is. I think Vince Wilfork was at practice today. Okay. He'll probably go back to Belichick and tell him everything he saw. Yeah, what is he doing at our practice? (laughs) That's what I'd like to know. Uh, He's, you know, with Flores and, and him, I'm sure, have ties. Okay, well, you know, hopefully that he, hopefully he is more committed to yeah. I'm Flores just jo- I'm just yeah. I'm just joking about the Belichick thing, but you know, it's funny because you know you you wouldn't put it past Belichick and then Wolfark <laughs> to do something like that, you know. Well, I don't know about Wolfark. I mean, yeah. I wouldn't put it past Belichick. I mean, I I'm not gonna as I'm not gonna assume that his players are creepy like he is, right? Uh huh. <laughs> Well, Brady is. <laughs> yeah, Brady probably Brady is. is yeah. you know, so so I don't anyway. Know. All right. Well, what I'd like to see is, uh, you know, Kinsley, uh, Kinsley make a, a name for himself and, and get back into the uh, rotation. Kinley? Yeah. Right. Yep. What did I say, Kinsley? I think so. That's age. Yep. Uh, you know, but, yeah, I want to see him get back into the rotation and uh, – uh, Hopefully get back into the lineup. You know, I wonder why he's uh, not capable of doing so. Well, because five guys are playing better ahead <laughs> yep. of him right now. Yep. I mean, that's the bottom line. I mean, you know, we'll see, you know, when when the camp ends. But, you know, right now, the, the five guys that are that are there, I guess, are out playing him, you know, yep. and, and he can play a few positions. So there's a, a few guys beating him out at those positions. But, um you know, Are you we'll concerned see. about Davis uh, manning the blind side? I am, Mike. You know, I mean, I, I think he's solid, but he, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I have mixed feelings about Davis, and I think every Dolphin I, fan Yeah, does. I kind of do, too. I, I mean, mean, he's he's average. You know, he's not bad. He really isn't bad, right. but he's not good either. <laughs> right. He's, he's average. Yep. You know, he's... You know, he's a good game here, bad game here, good game here, bad game here. I mean, you know, when he stepped in to the left tackle position when, you know, when Davis yep. went down last year, I mean, not Davis, um, um, our left tackle, my yeah, God. Jackson. Jackson. Too many crickets, these common names, Jackson, Davis, Williams, you know. So uh, when he, when Jackson went it's down better last than Nick year. better than Nick right? Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, okay. I'll take that. You're right. Good point. So um, <laughs> when he went down, Jackson, last year, Davis actually stepped in and, and played fairly well over those couple games, which I was surprised about. So, yep. you know, he is valuable, you know, because he can play. He can play the guard position as well. I mean, yep. you know, he can play right. He can play any one of those positions across the line with the exception of maybe center. So he's a valuable guy to have um in regard to being your starting right tackle 
as we mentioned, he's he's average. You want him to be better than average. Right. You, know, you want him to to be solid game in and game out. And he's just not. You know, he's inconsistent at times. So Well, we'll see what happens. Maybe he's gotten better. Let's hope so. Yep. Anything else you uh, want to add? I think that's it. I think we touched on uh, on everything but the kickers. You know, uh, you know, I, we don't know what the hell they're doing. You know, they were off to the side, just kicking field goals all day long. You know, so I'm sure Sanders will be doing his job. He's been. They have said he's been impressive. Yep. Yeah, and, and the punter impressive. hasn't been bad either. Uh, Pouty. Very good. So, uh, so, you know, but look, it's different when it counts. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. We haven't heard much out of camp in regard to our rookies, though, right? Waddell and and uh, Phillips, not much, right? Well, Phillips has had a little bit of injury, I believe. Okay. All right. Nothing serious, uh, but, you know, he hasn't been out there, so. Gotcha. And uh, Waddell's look pretty good. Okay, good. He's looked pretty good. I'm not, you know, he's not getting as many opportunities as some of the other players, but he will. Right. And that's surprising because, you know, we had, we're down two, So, yep. you know, they're giving other guys more so the opportunity. I guess that there's a pecking order there, you know, and maybe they're sending Waddle a message that, hey, you know, just because you're our number one pick does not mean you're going to walk on the field and just be the guy. You know, so, um, you know, maybe they're just sending him a little bit of a message that, hey, you got a lot of veterans in front of you that you got to beat out. Yep. You know, so. Well, Wilson Wilson isn't letting them do it right now. <laughs> right. Right. So. And Grant, you know, Grant's played well as well, or he has looked good as well, I've heard, right? He has. Uh, you know, within reason. I mean, Grant is only going to look so well because of his size, but he has he has been catching the ball. Let's put it that way. Um. And Parker's been catching the ball, uh, you know, so they've looked pretty good. We got to get uh, Williams uh, off the COVID list and back out there competing, and uh, I'm sure Waddle will have an opportunity to compete as well. Very good. All right, Lewis, I appreciate you joining me this uh, evening. Very welcome, as and, always. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll be back sometime next week. Until then, fins up. Fins up, Dolphins getting close all right so that's our show for this week i just want to remind everyone that the fin fans podcast is part of the dolphinstalk.com podcast network sports social podcast network